authentic conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is November the 30th. Wow, this month is flying by. I mean, this month, hell, it's already over. This year is flying by, and so are many of your opportunities if you haven't taken advantage of them. Now, here's the worst thing that can happen to you. Let's say you have an opportunity, a significant opportunity, and everything is right. I'm talking about the climate is right, the people are right, the circumstances are right, and for whatever reason, you just go and say or do something so silly, stupid, that you're going, what in the hell did I do that for? Now, that doesn't just apply to business and money. Dear one, that applies to everything from the folks you're associating with to um, all the way back to just some of the ways that you perceive life. Does it have to stay that way? No, it doesn't have to stay that way. But it's not going to change unless who changes? Take a guess. That's right, you. You have to be in contact with yourself. If you're not, here's what's going to happen. Sooner or later, you're going to be at, I always call it that, a juxtaposed point where the last person that you thought would screw you does, and guess who that person is? Okay, did you read any of the content of the show today? It's you. Yes, I'm talking about you. Here's what happens with us. Our emotions can be helpful. Talking about, you know, the the brain works in, in just like this really mysterious way. You have your mind, then you have your brain, right? You have these different centers in your brain. These, they, you know, it's kind of like Silicon Valley. It's not really a specific place, but it's an area of the bed, and that's kind of like the limbic system. It's the amygdala and the hippocampus and uh, the thalamus and uh, the, the neocortex, just these different parts of your brain. Now, they typically serve us well. I'll give you an example. If you are about to cross the street, and a car comes swerving around the corner, you hear the tires crying like a newborn baby, you don't have time to go, I wonder how far that car is from me. If, damn, I, should I step back a foot, maybe two feet? Is he going to run up on the curb? You don't have time to do all of that. So right off the bat, you know, your amygdala and your thalamus is like, get out the way. Now, there's all of this processing. The hippocampus, you've got all these stored procedural memories there where you access this reference material and, and say, well, last time that that happened, what, what, should I, what, what happened? What did I do? How did that turn out? Okay. How did the person look? What did I see in the environment? What kind of circumstances were present? Well, real simple. 
that stuff is great stuff, especially when you don't have time to think. You just process it. Now, here's the other side of it. You've got these emotions, again, and they can be like a broken watch. Hell, even a broken watch is right twice a day, right? You know what I mean? But it, if you keep looking at it, you're going to be wrong the other, what is it, the other 24 hours and 58 minutes of the day. I mean, 23 hours and 58 minutes, you're going to be screwed. But twice a day, for a minute, twice a day, two minutes, a broken watch is right. And that's how we're, a lot of us are thinking. We are referencing material, and because these materials have our feelings connected to them, sometimes even those feelings are based on logic to the extent that we know it. Now, listen to what I just said, to the extent that we know it. Now, people, let me give you a hint. If you own a store, I don't care, let's make up a grocery store. Let's just say it's a grocery store. And you take inventory twice a year. You take inventory the first week in July. You take inventory around November the 20th. Now, why did I pick those days? Real good. Here's why. On July the 4th, we got this holiday coming up. And we know for a fact that on that holiday, we start seeing these people buying barbecue sauce and sausages and ribs and uh, a lot of beer, all this kind of stuff. We're going, like, okay, okay. But we, I know every year this happens, and it always turns out well. So I'm going to order all of this stuff. But here's the problem. In July, at the end of July, end of August, end of September, end of October, you keep ordering barbecue sauce and ribs and all, and all paper plates. You're ordering all this stuff. And you're wondering, well, why is I'm not making no money? Why is it not selling? What's going on here? And you base that logic because you had an event in July that validated your stupid thinking in some kind of way. As your blind luck would have it, you do well. And then here comes November. Now, you know in November, People buy a lot of cornbread mix. They buy cranberry sauce. They buy turkeys and hams. Okay, they buy a bunch of different seasonings, a bunch of sweet potatoes, pumpkins, and you you order all this stuff in, and you don't change your methodology all the way in January. You don't change your methodology in February and in March, but you made enough money. You killed it in November that you can just kind of go forward. See, here's the problem. Now, you've done this crap for about three or four years. Now you're going into five, even six, seven years using your logic, and you're realizing that, you know what, I am really doing okay a couple of times a year, and you're okay enough where you really make a lot of money. But the rest of the year you struggle, and you wonder why. Doggone it, how come I can't seem to just, you know, I'm barely making it half the time. And, And see, here's your problem. Your problem is your doggone emotions get uh, validated based on some logic that had some truth in it, and all of a sudden, here come your fears again. And these fears, for reasons you can't seem to pinpoint, keep on nagging at you, pulling at you, about either people, situations, or things. 
Now, here's where we're going with today's show. Basically, I wanted to name this show. Are you sick and tired of getting pimped like a $3? Never mind. But are you sick and tired of just having people play you? Well, let's just be honest. And the example I gave, who was playing who? I mean, was that store owner getting played by his customers? Now, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe he wasn't getting played by some of his suppliers. But at the end of the day, who really played him? That's right. He played himself, and that's exactly what you're doing. That's what we're going to talk about today. Stop pimping yourself. Stop doing things that you think make sense, and then you want to have the nerve to blame other people for it. Every week, I, with, without a doubt, in my office, I basically do four different things as a relationship expert, as a conflict uh, management expert, and as an emotional intelligence expert. I do, like, four different things. The first thing that I do is I listen. I really get paid to listen to people. And I've learned to not take anything lightly that comes out of somebody's mouth. Now, you go, Dr. D, what the hell does that have to do with me not getting played with nobody? That's that's your problem. You need to slow your butt down and listen and take some notes tonight, and you won't be, okay? Now, the first thing is, do you listen? Do you listen or do you wait to talk? Now, I'm going to give you some onboarding and some stuff that typically people have to pay come to my seminars or come to lectures or uh, they're blessed that they, their job will pay for me to come out and do team building and whatever or I'll be the coach, a developmental coach for an executive team. So today you're going to get this stuff for free. So get your pen right now and write some stuff down. Tell your kid, go on in there with G.I. Joe. Gone to you and G.I. Joe and Barbie or whoever. Go over there and play for a minute. Mommy needs to stop tripping. Daddy needs to get it together. Because tonight, I'm tired with you. I'm so tired of seeing people take advantage of you. I want to. I don't know who I want to make them, you know, make go and deal with this. You or them. But it won't be your fault after tonight. Um, some of you, and those of you that are really hurting right now, I don't mean to sound so mean, but I want you to take serious this situation because if you don't take it serious, what's going to happen? If you keep doing the same thing over and over again, can you really expect anything to change? No, you can't. So let's get unstuck from making our crazy decisions and get focused. The first thing is do you listen or do you wait to talk? Now. Listening is taking the time to, with intent, pay attention to every aspect of communication. You know, I'm a, I have a I'm certified in neurolinguistics, and you know it's a it's a science of communication. Uh, I'm completing now the master certification in neurolinguistics. So at that level. You start doing more than a visual, kinetic, and auditory access, and they call it the back. But the, the deal is this. You can be three types of listeners. You can be a passive listener where you sit there and you just kind of like pay attention to stuff until something interests you, and then you participate. Or you really don't want to hear what's being said any doggone way. So when somebody's talking, you're just kind of there. You know, you're you're looking at them. 
your 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 head bobbing and and amening and all of this stuff, but you aren't really listening. And then there's the aggressive listener where the they say some you interrupt them. You just you know you're listening and somebody said, well you know I went to college. oh yeah I went there too. I mean you just cannot wait to say something and you are too aggressive of a listener. But there's this thing called assertive listening. That's right. Write it down. Look it up. It will help your behind especially this week, because I know if you're listening to this show right now, here's why God has you listening to this show. This very week, something significant is supposed to take place in your life, something that is a game changer. And if you blow it, if you you don't take notes tonight and write this stuff down, I promise you, you're going to have that moment hit and you're probably going to be running your mouth or not speaking up or either or whatever. You may not even be there when you should have been there, but whatever. And if you don't have the information you're about to get, if you don't apply this information, that job that's a temporary job and you thought you were going to go permanent, you just missed it. That man or that woman that you think, oh, this is the one, they may very well be the one. I know in my life. I've done it all. I've done it both ways. I've been on both sides of the table. Uh, and I'm talking personal relationships now so I don't confuse anybody. I've been in a situation with the perfect person for me, but no, I had to talk too much, be a little insecure, be a little arrogant, whatever the case, and I just blew it with the person. Or people have done it with me. They want to pressure They want to put titles on stuff when, in fact, I really did like the person. But the problem was they didn't trust that time could have a voice that would speak up on their behalf, and they were trying to uh, manhandle a situation either through insecurity, pressure, manipulation, and, you know, my red flags just went straight up. Now, that's... If that's the real the relationship side, I'm going to give you guys some more truth. You know I like to be transparent with you. I was in Atlanta, Georgia. It was some years ago. There was this nice young lady who I was probably seven, eight years older than, but I was just in my probably mid-20s going into the second half of my 20s, and I thought I was the stuff. I had my Beamer, and I was on TV, and, you know, I I thought I had it going on for real, though. And this young lady said, I want you to meet this guy, and he's like my little brother. And I'm like, yeah, I'll meet the dude. Well, I didn't even say dude. I said the N-word, but I said, I'll go meet this dude. Oh, cool, cool. And 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 the guy calls me and said, where do you want to meet? He said, he said, Red Lobster. Now, I'm not knocking the Cheddar Biscuits. I'm not knocking the Cheddar Biscuits. The rest of that menu, hell no. In Atlanta, that that was the last place you want to go eat was Red Lobster back then. So um, I meet the guy there. Now, he walks in, little skinny guy. He's got a car like mine, but it's a convertible fly little car. I'm like, okay, dude, got a nice ride. Got on these little cheap gold rings, one on every finger, and we sit down at Red Lobster. And and I'm going to show you the transparency now. My arrogant butt. I'm sitting there. Okay, dude, I got you by about eight or nine years. I ain't never heard of you, but I'm on TV every day on a on a little flim flam commercial. You know, I've 
produced and worked with Maze and a bunch of artists promoting concerts and I thought I had it going zone. I burned Bernie Mac. I had it going zone. You know what I'm saying? And I'm li- looking at this guy and I'm 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 there but I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm at the table but I'm not at the table. My mind was on women and fun and being inebriated. I wasn't really there. So this is what I'm warning your butt about. When that opportunity opens up in front of you, you better check yourself and be humble, right? But but I, let me keep going to the story. So I'm sitting there with this kid, and I'm talking, and he says, well, I'm going to Minneapolis next week to a birthday party. Would you like to go? And I'm like, how you going? He said, well, I'm going to drive up. Hell no, from Atlanta to Minneapolis? No, I don't want to drive up there with you. You know, so now I'm really just full of, I'm going to tell you what, I'm full of the S word is what I was full of. But I'm on an ego trip, not looking at how God is trying to accelerate my agenda and the things I've been wanting in life, stuff that right now doors are opening for me to have. I, you know, I know don't do this crap twice. That's why I'm telling it to you. Ladies and gentlemen, that little guy's name was Dallas Austin. Now, many of you are going, who in the hell is Dallas Austin? Okay, I know you. If you don't understand popular music, R&B music, you probably don't know who he is. But if you've ever heard of TLC and Boys to Men and Tony Braxton and the Mac Band and a bunch of people, Dallas Austin wrote so many hit records, he can't even keep count of them. Right? I'm sitting at a table with this guy, and all that was required of me was to shut my damn mouth, to be humble, to be appreciative, listen, not talk, but listen. And see, here's what happened. Me and this dude, we could have, if nothing else, me and dude could have just been cool with each other. And with what I knew about promoting concerts and what and the opportunity, this kid, let me tell you what this girl told me. She said they heard his answering machine. Now, that, that dates you. It's some people going, answer? What the hell is an answering machine? Sit your butt down. You're too young. But anyway, those of you that are old enough to remember, it's like what you call voicemail now on your cell phone. But there were actually these little machines that answered a phone in your house, which nobody has a home line anymore, barely. But, you know, for some of us that are of a certain age, we know what I'm talking about. They heard music on Dallas's answering machine and signed him to Arista Records. That's how cold this dude was. But my arrogant butt. Set at a table, God is like, I'm opening the door for you right now. And what did I do? I did what you do. I screwed myself right out of a blessing, being arrogant, having the wrong attitude, and thinking because I'm older than somebody or because I'm a different race or a different gender or I got a little bit more money than I think they have. Let me tell you something. The reason why some of your stuff is flying south right now is you don't know how to act. You are sitting right at the doorstep, right at the threshold of everything that you've been praying for. It may be a job. It may be a business. It may be a company. It may be that role in a play or a television show or an opportunity to get a recording contract or a promotion for a job, or an opportunity to get enrolled in a university, and you 
think that you got it going on. You are so busy looking at how big your booty is and how little your waist is and, you know, who your mama name and who your friend is or who you know that your blessing has absolutely not a doggone thing to do with you. And because you got your ego so wrapped up in the midst of what God is trying to give you, God is a gentleman. He's like, you know what, you asked me for this blessing, I put it in your face, and you just talk yourself right out of it. So the first thing is learn to be an assertive listener. Google it, look it up, assertive listener. That's number one, okay? Now here's the next one. I was talking about feelings and instincts, right? And are your gut instincts in line with your logic? Now, in your dating decisions is a good place for me to put this. How much credence should you give gut feelings? There is no ironclad answer. Every person and every set of circumstances is different. But as you're trying to figure out how to decipher that little bitty inner nudge that you have, here's some important questions to ask yourself. And I want you to apply this to not just dating, but life period, okay? Are your gut instincts in line with your logic? If your intuition and your rational thinking are telling you the same thing, you probably don't have anything to worry about. That's because when all the arrows are pointing in the same direction, it is pretty clear which way to head, right? But when it comes to love and romance, when it comes to should you invest money, should you take a trip, should you go out your way, things can get a little bit more complicated, right? It might be that you're wrestling with an idea and there's this third Factor, I call it the X factor, which is what you want to do. Now, here's the deal. God is really kind of, he, he does things that don't make no sense, at least not to me. Maybe it does to you. But in hindsight, meaning after the fact, we can always see what God is doing. But here's what I want you to do. And I want you to listen to this. I'm going to phrase this so carefully, and I hope I don't even screw this up. If your gut and your brain are assuring you that something is a horrible idea, if that is the case, would you quit being so damn stupid and stop ignoring what your intuition and your brain are telling you? Now, I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes. You confuse intuition with fear, and sometimes you confuse intuition with desire. I'm going to repeat that again. Sometimes you confuse intuition with fear or desire. Now, you go, Dr. D, okay, I get it. How do, how do I clear that up? Glad you asked, Sherlock. I'm getting ready to tell you. Ask yourself, are my gut feelings fear-based? Now, if that turns out to be the case, that doesn't mean they're wrong and that you shouldn't follow them. 
but it might mean you should take them with a grain of salt and dig deeper. <clears throat> like, I, I, you know, is your fear based on an actual threat is what I'm saying, or is it fueled by some old crap that you have yet to deal with? Because I, I have this typically happens with men and women, but more so, at, at least in my practice, I've seen it be women, where women will come to me and they will say, well, should I have sex with this man that I'm dating, or should I go out, or should I do this, do that? And I'll be like, okay, what's what's your heart and your instinct telling you? Well, I'm confused. And I'll say, well, is your confusion based on failure from your past? Because if it is based on failure from your past, that doesn't mean that's going to happen in your future. Now, let me underline that one before you run out and do something stupid. Let's let's make this about dating and the example. If you know for a fact the last time you dated a guy that basically mistreated you and stole your car was because he just got out of TDC and he's associating with the same people that got him in TDC, meaning the Department of Corrections, perhaps that is not fear. Perhaps that is your butt re- dealing with some situations, circumstances, or people that you already went down this road with before. So that child is not your intuition. That's your damn common sense. Now, let, let's let's go further with that. Some of you manage your life because you need the peanut gallery, meaning your friends and family, to authenticate everything you do, which that's a sign you need to grow the heck up. However, let me back that one up too. As an adult, if you're over 25 years old, I'm not going to tell you it's not wise to get advice. But what I am going to tell you is be wise about who you get advice from. If your mama is, you know, she's she doesn't do number go to the church and home, she ain't equipped more than likely to give you some good advice about how you should handle some on your job, especially if she ain't never had a job. If your uncle doesn't do number drink and sit around talking stuff, he's probably not the guy that can advise you on how to go and talk to your banker about a loan or how to run your company. In other words, what I'm saying is if your gut instincts tell you something, take it a step further and and do some – put it on paper. I'm a big believer in writing things down. Put it on paper and say, okay, the last woman I dated, was she a stripper? This girl is a stripper. Okay. The last woman I dated was a stripper. She had three kids by five different guys, and she had a temper out this world. Now I'm dating another stripper who has two kids by four different guys with a temper. Well, idiot, that ought, you don't need. That's not instinct. That's common sense. Leave that alone. Now here's another thing. Are my gut feelings saying the same things as close friends and family who know me well? And whose opinion, now listen to this word I'm going to use, people, whose opinion I respect. And when you respect people's opinion, 
stop and, and really ask yourself, why do I respect this person's opinion? And if you can, because I'm going to give you something. A bum that's homeless can tell you what not to do. And if he tells you, you know what, that's what I did, that's why I'm homeless right now, he's probably got some credible advice for you. But don't go and ask him how to make life decisions. In other words, what I'm saying to you is sometimes God will speak to you through other people. Now, before you start listening to what everybody has to say and end up crazy as a Bessie Bull, you might want to ferret this out. Now, here's another thing. Ask yourself, are you in denial? See, it's real easy to develop blind spots when our emotions are based on the possibility of that which we desire. So if you already see that you're dating a guy that's hot-tempered, impatient, and controlling, girlfriend, really? Do you really need to just, well, he'll change? Well, he, girl, he does make six figures a year. Ooh, he's fine. He put it down last night. Okay, now you're going to let your little hot box, your hot pocket. Uh, you know, I've been watching too much uh, VH1. That's K. Michelle's word, hot pocket. For all of my listeners in Europe and uh, probably in the Middle East, they're going, what is a hot pocket? I thought a hot pocket was this thing you eat. Never mind. My producer's going, please, I already know what you're about to say. I'm not going to do it. The show is going to stay PG-13 tonight. But a hot pocket is, you know, your crotch puppet, that thing in between your legs. You cannot be making decisions based on things that you feel will make your life better. Because everything that we want in life, why do we want it? We want it because we think if we get it, it's going to make our life better. You know, an example, somebody wants a, a new car. Why do you want a new car? Well, because I'm sick of catching the bus and it'd be more convenient, blah, blah, blah. Okay, makes sense, right? You want more money. Why do you want more money so I can be more comfortable? Well, all these things that we want, especially when it comes to people, opportunities, situations, resources, we have to ask ourselves, are we in putting ourselves in a position where we might profit for a minute, but it'll cost us in the long run? It's kind of like cheating on a test at school. Yeah, you may, you know, get the answers that day, and you may even, you may not get caught. Hell, you get an A in that class. Now, four years down the road when you need to know in the workplace what you cheated on on that test, you're still going to get flunked. You're going to get flunked with a pink slip and end up fired. So it's never good to lie to yourself. See, most of us know the truth down deep. We know the truth. And though we may be unwilling to admit it to ourselves or anyone else, ask yourself, in all honesty, are you fighting your intuition? You know, because, you know, sometimes your intuition can be telling you, and and I know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to be transparent again. I dated someone that showed me signs that, okay, this person has a temper problem. They 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 can't control their emotions. They're not responsible with money. Hell, they don't even spend the kind of time they should with their own kid. Duh, red light. But what was I looking at? I was looking at that hair 
And, you know, I'm a, I'm a brother, so you know I'm looking at the butt. You know, I'm looking at just how this girl looks on the outside, but I'm not paying. You know, I wasn't, I was ignoring, let me say it the right way, things that really mattered down the road. I was ignoring, okay, well, um, does it really, does it matter to me that I'm an aspiring public figure? Can I really afford to be with somebody that is emotionally unstable? Hell, to the no, I'm black, I know better. You know, black men, we can't get out in public and mess up. I'm not Robert Downey. I was looking at this is so funny, America. I, I know all of my friends uh, that are in the Middle East, the U.K., and the Virgin Islands, and the Caribbean, what have you. They're just going, yeah, that's your country, but we are hypocritical as hell in America. Uh, but I'm looking at, you know, like more Robert Downey. And Robert Downey, wonderful actor. I love him as an actor. Uh, this dude did everything from get stoned, have cocaine, gun in the car, and he goes to jail for a few months. You know, at that been brother, he'd still be in jail now. But but the point I'm making is that sometimes in the pursuit of that which we want, we just ignore the facts of the circumstances. And is that what you're doing? Is that why you're putting yourself in a position for someone to play you? I see women do this all the time. I've had women tell me, and ladies, this I'm going to say this. I'm not picking at you, but, you know, like I say every, every few weeks or so, if I throw a rock in a pack of dogs, the one that it hits a holler, so it just makes you holler, the rock hits you, boo. But the truth is, you're sitting up jacked up in the head right now over some unemployed dude or some guy you work with or some guy that lives right by you in some apartments or whatever in some neighborhood, and you wonder why you got a problem. First of all, who in the hell, don't you know don't get your honey where you get your money? Why are you at work messing with somebody? Have you lost your mind? You are at work flirting with people and doing this and that, and fellas, I'm going to tell you like this. Sexual harassment is just this. Is the woman attracted to you? Because if it ain't, it's sexual harassment. If she is, what happens when she stops being attracted to you? And ladies, don't ever mess with a man at work. Have you lost your mind? I guarantee you men gossip more than women. So not only are you running around with snot running out your nose looking like a frog, which your eyes swole up from crying, you are getting talked about. I'm just saying. Now, Here's the deal. Some of us do have good gut instincts. I always tell people to do this. Flip through the pages of your memory and look at the times your intuition kicked in. Did you follow your feelings too quickly or did you later regret that you didn't? Or did you ignore your intuition and wish you had listened to it? The past now, let me say this. The past won't necessarily tell you what you should do this time around, but it is a good indicator of how accurate your instincts are. Now, let, let's take this a little further. I'm going to give you a slight roadmap to trusting your intuition and how you should do it, okay? First, Hang on, I'm sipping the beverage of my choice, which tonight has club soda and cranberry. Oh, that stuff is so good. You ought to try it. Anyway, with no liquor in it, you know, I don't drink liquors for those of you that are going, ah, 
Dr. D getting his drink on. I don't even drink, so you tripping. Now, the first thing, trust your instinct. It can be difficult to depend on something that you don't understand, and you probably shouldn't base every one of your decisions on intuition. For example, let's say this. If you were in a position to hire somebody, what should you look at first, right? You're going to look at their qualifications. And you might, because if you don't, you might just discriminate against them, right? And then, but when you weigh in all the options and there is no obvious rational choice for you to say, hire this person, but your instinct is saying, well, I know they're not qualified for the job. I know that this resume doesn't reflect it. But see, sometimes there are things in your subconscious mind that you are reading, like body language, a certain feeling that you just can't explain. And see, without intuition, you're no different than a computer calculator. You just make decisions on facts and but let me be honest with you. You don't always have all of the facts. I remember, I look back at, at my time in pre-med at U of H a few years ago, and Dr. Elwin Lee, there's a congresswoman in, uh, named Sheila Jackson Lee. Her husband's my mentor. Still, still is one of my mentors and dear friends. And, you know, he didn't have a reason to believe in me. I'm this guy, you know, I'm a non-traditional, that's a nice way of saying old-ass student, you know, but I'm like this 40-year-old guy, mom died, everything embezzled, I'm living on campus at U of H, and that man told me, he said, I, you know, something's just telling me to believe in you. But see, a few years later, I'm Dr. Young, I've written three books since that time, I've lectured, I've been the keynote speaker at several graduations, lectured all over the country. Right now, millions of people listen to me every week. That man, something told him, help this guy, even though my circumstances didn't reflect it. So, see, sometimes you might want to take a moment and listen to your intuition. Now, I know your question is, Dr. D., how in the heck do I know whether to listen to my intuition or not? I'm going to tell you how. If you would, you remember what I said earlier in this thing about assertive listening? Why don't you try listening to the Holy Spirit and listening to God sometimes instead of the people? In other words, shut the hell up and go sit down somewhere and just be quiet. You know, today, I had the pleasure. I was blessed. I went and exercised, and I did eight-some miles in my workout today. And I really didn't notice maybe the first five or six of those miles. And I'm going to tell you why. I was walking and praying and listening to God. And see, time flies when you give God your undivided attention. So what I'm saying to you, dear one, is if you really don't know if it's your intuition, hedge your bets. Let the Holy Spirit step up and speak. You know, there's some guys, I can't mention their names, but, you know, I've got this contract with this uh, institution that starts this week. And I, the guy that's the director, the minute I sat down with this dude, 
you know, and I'm a heterosexual guy, so don't y'all be thinking nothing weird. But, but you know, I sat down with this dude, and I vibed with him. I could see his vision, uh, his presentation. He, and, the, and so he and I talked the other week, and he said, you know what, that's what I've been trying to tell people. In other words, there was this synergy and this harmony there, and when you get that feeling, that's your intuition telling you, you know, this is special, and don't panic. And see, even though I looked at some of my circumstances, which, you know, for for a moment, those circumstances became at best ambiguous, but I kept supporting this guy, and I kept believing in him, and and at the end of the day, he ended up blessing my life. And that's what I'm saying to you. Uh, ask yourself a question, and after meditating, after working out in quiet time with God, listen to the answer that pops in your mind. Now, I know this isn't easy because if you're kind of nutty or you've done this before, and I'm telling you, don't y'all be doing this off no box of wine. Don't do it. Don't try this if you've been drinking and smoking. But I'm saying when you have a clear mind, Okay, I already know my producer saying, use an example, use an Okay, I'll use an example, calm down. Um, let's say you're looking at a menu, and you're figuring out what you want, but you cannot, uh, you can't make up your mind. So the first thing that stands out to you is, you know, ignore these other thoughts. Don't look at the specials. Don't be thinking about what your friend is eating, what they going to eat. Uh, you know, uh, my so-and-so said this wasn't good last time I was there. Don't dwell on other people's stuff because what you're going to do is end up making a decision based on other people's junk rather than your inner voice. Now, you say, well, Doc, how do I do that? Real, this is real simple. I, where did I go? I went somewhere this week, and I had a, oh, God, yeah. I went to Costco. Don't y'all laugh at me because you know y'all ate that crap at Costco, too. <laughs> and I, something told me, when I, I went there, and something told me, don't you eat here. Just go ahead and go to this other restaurant. But, no, my hard-headed butt decided to get, uh, that chopped beef sandwich. Don't y'all ever buy that crap from Costco? Because let me tell you, when I went to the went to pay for it, the guy said, "Well, you know, you, we only take cash." And I'm like, "Damn it!" And then the guy said, "Well, it's not ready yet." See, the universe was sending me all of these signals. No, don't you eat that. And so I get the sandwich after going finding cash after doing all this other junk. And I don't know what the hell piece of organ was on in that sandwich. I'm not trying to gross y'all out. But it's long story short, don't y'all eat the damn chopped beef at Costco and listen to your mind when it tells you not to do something. Now, before I start getting nauseous thinking about that nasty sandwich, um, meditate. Clear your mind. You know, think of this uh, a meditation like this. If you have a restaurant that never closes, how could you really ever clean it? Or better yet, for some of you techno wizards out there, I don't know, do you call it the cash or the cachet? The cash, cachet, you know that doggone thing on your computer that every website you ever visit, every file you looked at, it's 
stores it in this thing called the cache is what the guy from Apple called it. Uh, one of my friends said that's incorrect. It's called a cache. Hell, I don't know, but I'm talking about the memory part of the computer. But anyway, uh, they told my computer was acting crazy, and I got this MacBook Pro, which you know is not a cheap, sorry computer, and it was just acting weird. And I asked them, okay, I'm sick of this. I just uploaded this new programming on my computer, and it's it's malfunctioning, and I'm hot as I'm hot as fish grease, trying to figure out what's going on. And the guy said, well, you know, the cash keeps track of every website you've been to, everything you've looked at, everything you've visited. And see, that's how your mind works. It's like the cash in the computer. All this junk is in your head from failures, successes, people you don't like, stuff you've done you feel guilty about, people that have hurt you. Meditate and clear that crap out your mind because a lot of the reasons people are screwing you around is they're – imagine this. If I pulled you out the bed early in the morning before you had an opportunity to fully wake up, what kind of coherence would you give me? You would be groggy. You wouldn't be thinking straight. All of this stuff would just, you know, in other words, you wouldn't be at your best. So some of the reasons why you letting Tyrone back in your life and loaning your crackhead cousin $100 or your light bill money because you, is because you are not present in the moment. And, again, what was the first thing I said? You are not listening. So be present in the moment and make sure you listen. Now, Here's the next thing. Communicate with your multiple brains. Now, you're going, dang, Doc, I got more than one brain. Actually, you don't, but for the sake of illustration, I want you to see these other organs as your brain, as another brain, okay? The first one is our heart and our gut. When I do mean literally your stomach, your gut. When you get, think about it, anytime you've ever been upset or scared or worry, could you eat? No. So that's what I mean, your gut. When something just, when you feel anxious, disconcerted, whatever, that's your gut talking to you. Second thing, your heart. You know, it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, God created me a clean heart. You know what I'm saying? Um, only the pure in heart will see God. Your heart is, what's the best way I can describe this? Because I really don't want to screw this up. Um, Your heart has a brain of its own, and it knows when something is not right. It knows. You get these, like, disconcerting feelings. You Something doesn't sit right. And sometimes you actually actually get a feeling of fear, a nervousness. And see, from if our brain says yes, but our gut and our heart says no, you might want to just sit and meditate and be quiet for a minute and write stuff on paper. And if you look at it, you I promise you, you'll be doing yourself a favor. Now, here's something else I want you to do. You know, I told you about prayer, and I was saying that when you want God to do something, you need to write it down in this way. You write down, I desire blank, whatever it is you desire, because 
and justify where you like me and God had to talk today. I was saying, Lord, you know what? I desire that my income be in the million dollar range a year. And because I want to change people's lives. I want to be able to give people good jobs and reward them. I want to be able to bless people that are that otherwise probably wouldn't get blessed. I want to be comfortable and eat right and live a long, fruitful, healthy life. So, you know, I I said what I desired. I said the because, and it wasn't just about me wanting to stack up some money, right? And I also told you, when you write down what you desire and the because, and don't make it about you, make it about everybody or constituent to you, I said, write down these prayers. Well, love, let me tell you this. I've done that in the last few months. And I said, God, I desire a new office because I want somewhere that's safe and comfortable for my clients and that I'm not sharing with other people. I have that office. It is safe and comfortable. Hell, you can, you have to sign in before you can come upstairs. So I got exactly what I asked for. I also said, Lord, I desire that my income be diversified and I do more institutional business uh, so that I don't have to be prone or vulnerable by not uh, being able to give my clients my best because I'm concerned about revenues and what have you. And lo and behold, I've gotten speaking engagements at universities. I've worked with some institutions and some municipalities. Prayers got answered again. Now, why am I saying keep an intuition in a prayer journal? Real simple. When you do that, you're not going to find yourself doing stupid stuff out of desperation. Now, ladies and gentlemen, how many of you right now got somebody that around the 27th, you call them up knowing you're going to hit them up for some change around the 1st, around the 2nd, around the 29th, the 30th? So now you're doing something strange to get that change. Yeah, you little freaky self. But you know what I'm talking about. Some of you right now getting a ride every day from somebody you know you can't stand. They smoking a blunt and doing all sorts of crazy stuff, risking sending your butt to the pen. But you aren't willing to trust God for the very things that you want. And I want you to think of something here. When is the last time that you just enjoyed life? A lot of the reasons why you're getting burned and betrayed by folks is you've made these people your God. You have taken somebody that you know damn well you shouldn't be associating with, and here you are going to lunch with them. Why? Because you figure he or she will buy your lunch. You don't even like this man. You don't even care about this woman, but you just don't want to spend your money. Or you sitting up on some website getting with the freak of the week, because you're so lonely and you figure, well, maybe this is the love of my life. Well, no, maybe this is the love of my life. I know of people, men and women, attractive, successful people making six figures a year. They can't even figure out whether they want to be with a man, whether they want to be with a woman, whether they want to be with Arnold the Pig or the Geico Pig. Okay, maybe not that. But you know what I'm saying? Slow your roll. Slow down. Stop being so focused on 
having to know how God is going to work. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to stop limiting how you can get blessed. God ain't gonna. God don't need your help to bless you. He really doesn't. If anything, you're just gonna be in the way. So what I want you to do this week, and and I really want you to do that this week, people. I'm not making this up. I want you to sit down and write out on paper who is in your life that you need to hurry up and get rid of. <laughs> now, these are some actions that can really improve your life, okay? Just, just hear me out now. What is your heart telling you about some folk you're associating with? And write it down, my heart, and not write their names. Don't just be like him and her. We Write their names down. What is your heart telling you? What Do you feel pulled to pull away from some of these people? Because if you do... Why are you still with them? Why are you still so okay, the sex ain't that good. You know, that little minute man and that little old freaky woman you got ain't, come on, really? Write down your goals. Quit keeping them in your head. And, and here's, what I'm, here's what I'm saying. We're going into a new year within the next 30 days. So I'm not talking about no New Year's resolution stuff. You ain't going to keep that in no way. We're going to talk the next 30 days, okay? So for the first thing I said, I want you to simplify your life. Well, I didn't say that, but I'm saying it now. I want you to just take your life, and I just want you to write down two, maybe three things. It could be a habit. It could be a relationship. It could be a set of circumstances, whatever, okay? But I want you to define whatever your th- your two or three things are. How can you attain something you haven't specified what it is, right? Now, what's your heart telling you about what you wrote down? Is your heart telling you, you know, lost your doggone mind? Or is your heart telling you, okay, you need to do A, B, C, whatever A, B, and C is? So, again, write down two or three things, and then what is your heart, what's your gut telling you about these two or three things, okay? It could be a habit, relationship. I don't need to smoke no more crack. You sure the hell don't. Stop stealing your mama's stuff, pawning it, fool, you know, but you get my drift, right? You got me? Okay. You work in a job. You you hate going to work every day. So maybe is your heart telling you, Start putting in applications somewhere. See, I'm going to tell you something. Most people suppress their deepest desires, and it leads to nothing but a headache because you're going against the spirit in you. You are a spirit that has a soul that is in a body. Quit trying to do it the other way around because I guarantee you, you're going to be frustrated as hell. Now, here's the next thing. Your relationships. What are you bringing to the table? Stop looking at what you want from somebody else. Stop it. I want him to take care of me, and if I child, if I don't get a ring, I, you, the only ring you got is to run around your collar. Sit down. Be quiet. What are you bringing to the table? Are you that which you desire from someone else? Are you giving as much as you want to receive? Are you loving as much as you want to be loved? 
or are you trying to force a set of circumstances on somebody that if you would just chill your little I want it now but down, everything will work out for you. So look at the – and I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about relationships with your employer. I'm talking about relationships with your coworkers, with your uh, team that you work with, relationships with your pastor, with your community, even with your neighbors, with the dog. Hell, are you walking the dog enough? Is the dog looking at you like, okay, I'm going to poop right here in this house again if you don't – I mean, I'm going to say this another way. Sometimes – your goals are way too big. I'm, I'm being honest. And, and some of you are going, but Dr. Young, I heard your show where you said the reason God ain't blessed me is I ain't thinking big enough. I didn't say you weren't thinking big enough. What I'm saying is you haven't broken this thing down into bite-sized chunks. Okay? So listen, present. Simplify your goals, follow your heart, and look at the relationships you have around you. Some of you people, I, I don't get it, but, but I'm going to give you something that will help you to get where you're trying to get. Get your pen and paper. If you don't have it, listen to the show. All our programs are archived, and, hey, you guys, we're not going to end at 730. I'm going to go a little over tonight because I really want my audience to get this. First thing I want you to do, get off your behind and get out the house. Stop smoking them cigarettes or whatever, eating that, them cookies and whatever. Get your behind out in nature. It is very important that you engage the world God created for you. Go walk at the park. Look at little children. Go outside and read a book. Be creative. It improves your memory. Hell, it'll make you a better person. You can actually get rid of that damn frown and smile at some folks, okay? But get out in nature. Second thing, exercise. Stop trying to get a nut and go and get in shape. The reason you're not having sex is you can't see your pubic hair no way because of your stomach. Get out and exercise. It'll make you feel better about your body. It'll make you smarter, happier. You know, I promise you, a Harvard study tracked a group of men for more than 70 years and identified exercise as being one of the number one contributors to the quality of life. Here's another thing. Time with people that matter. And I'm going to tell you this. Some of you are so busy chasing a dollar and here's what you don't realize. Loneliness, hear me out now, loneliness leads to heart attacks, stroke, diabetes, and, and I'm going to be honest, I'm diabetic. I'm type 2 diabetic. And I'm, if I look at, when I start studying this stuff to talk to you about, I start reading it, and, and let me just be honest, I don't run the streets. I don't go to clubs. I don't really fool with people. Isn't it funny I'm diabetic and it says loneliness? Well, to be honest, I don't really get out and fool with people in the last year or so. I decided, you know what, I am not going to do that anymore. So I get out, I go walk, I go hiking. I purposely go hiking just so I can be in nature. And I walk to the point where I'm so – I don't ever really get tired but I walk to a point 
where I force myself to to go longer than I thought. And if I get a little tired, I just stop and I pray. I stop and I'm I stop and take the time to be grateful. And that's what I'm saying to you. Some of the longest lived people in the history of the earth, the reason they live so long is because they exercised and they constantly were trying to do something to help other people. So the first thing is get out in nature, exercise, spend time with quality folks. And here's something I want you to do. If you want people to stop screwing you around so much, be grateful for the things you have. I mean, just be grateful. If if you don't, I was looking at Cat Williams last night. That is a fool. I love that dude. But he said, if you got the raggediest damn car on your block, wash it and get in it and be glad and stop hating on somebody that's doing better than you. Be grateful, man. Just be grateful. You may not have your husband, okay, he may look like he belongs on Family Guy or whatever, but, okay, somebody chose to try to love you. Okay, let's say you don't have a relationship, but you're dating someone. Be happy somebody's willing to date you. Be happy that you do have a job. Okay, it may not be the job you want, but you get a check every couple of weeks. You can go buy you a spam sandwich. I hope to hell you ain't eating no spam sandwich. But if you're in Hawaii, you probably, I don't know what it is. My Hawaiian brothers and sisters are the sweetest people you will ever meet. What the hell is up with y'all in spam? All them wild pigs y'all got. Just make some baby backs. Y'all don't have to eat that gelatin and crap. Ugh, stuff is nasty. Anyway, next thing, meditate. You, I keep telling you, meditation is conscious sleep. Unconscious uh, sleep is meditation, right? You're sleeping, but you're not doing anything purposeful. So rest. You know, in the last few weeks, I have been doing something I don't do. I've been sleeping, like getting up at uh, late, sleeping, and God, and I'm like, God, why am I sleeping so much? And it was so funny. The guy got a sense of humor. He said, well, do you want to sleep permanently? Hell no, I don't want That means dead. He said, well, if you don't want to sleep permanently, enjoy these naps I'm giving you. Naps increase alertness. They make you have better performance. They purge negative emotions. Take a nap. So let me repeat the last few things I said. If you're missing, writing it down. Get out in nature, exercise, spend time with people, express gratitude, meditate, get some sleep. Now, here's these next few things are very important. Get out of your comfort zone. There's this thing called lumosity, L-U-M-O-S-I-T-Y. You can do that on the computer. Challenge your brain. Learn a foreign language. Read. Read. I cannot tell you that the more you increase your IQ, the better your life gets. Last, purposely find something to laugh. I'm going to tell you, you know, I go on YouTube and I Google the stupidest stuff like the uh, episodes from Dave Chappelle, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies, the Monsters, the Adams Family, some of y'all are going, how old is this nigga? I guess next you're going to be talking about Amos and Andy. I ain't that damn old. But the point I'm making is laugh at yourself and laugh at life. You know, laughter is the best daily vitamin you can take, and it's free. Find time to be nice and have a conversation with a stranger. I was uh, this morning 
before, well, it wasn't morning. I'm lying. I, I left the house right around noontime. But I was talking to a guy in Burger King about something that popped in my head because I was standing looking at the back of the brother's head. I shaved my head. This dude had his head shaved. And I was at this barber shop, and I was just remembering when I couldn't afford to go to my barber, I was going to this barber college to get a haircut. It was only $5, right? And this B landed on this man's head, and the barber said, man, be still. It's a B on your head. And he slapped the hell out of the man to be. It was funny. Anyway, maybe if you've been there, you get it. But the point is, think of funny things that have happened and laugh. Now, here's something else. I'm not, let me qualify this. Touch someone, but some of y'all don't know how to stop you're going to touch this woman at work, and she's going to be to roach your butt up. So I ain't saying grab the butt. Uh, no, but nobody's breast, this is enough. But what I'm getting at is sometimes give a hug to somebody that's comfortable with hugging you, and make sure you didn't have a bath, because if you must and try to hug somebody, that ain't good. Don't do that. But, but the deal is, you know, touch somebody, pat them on the back, shake hands, Go, you know, and make sure before you shake hands, you know, that you got some of that uh, germ stuff because some people don't wash their hands when they leave the restroom and whatever. But you know what I mean. Just touch somebody, high-five them. For me, you know, I don't know where your hands been, so I'm going to bump this with you. But just touch somebody. And then here's the last thing. Be optimistic. So I'm going to give you my top ten, and we're going to run back through the show, okay? Listen. More than you talk. Don't wait to talk. Assertively listen. Be present in the moment. Pay attention. Listen to your instincts. And if you're wondering if it's your instinct, remember that your fear can cloud your instincts as well as being anxious can cloud your instincts. So stop and think about things and go, you know what, is this based on my fears? Is this based on my having some kind of desire, because when you're horny, you'll do a lot of crazy stuff, and when you broke, you'll do crazy stuff, right? And then if people are trying to make a compliment or a comment on what you're about to do, ask yourself, why is this fool talking to me, and do they know what they're talking about? Don't just dismiss people, but after you come to a conclusion, dismiss the hell out of them or embrace them, because like I said, a homeless dude can tell you what he did that made him end up broke, and then somebody that's got a million dollars can give you some advice that ain't worth a nickel, right? So, you know, consider the source. The other thing that I told you is make sure that as you go through life, you stop and define what you're looking for. Make Over the next 30 days, quit thinking about next year, just the next 30 days, identify two or three goals. Just two or three little goals. What do you want? Why do you want it? How will that benefit your life and the people that you love? Remember, just look at that. And then meditate. You're going to hear me say this over and over again. You've got to clear the crap out your mind. And the only way to do that is to sit down and shut up and be quiet. And I don't mean meditate and be texting nobody. I mean cut the lights off. You have this gland called a pineal gland, and it needs to be reset. So during the day or night, Cut all the lights off and just sit in the quiet. Get you a cup of coffee. Don't sit there and fall over and go to sleep. But sit there in the quiet and thoughts are going to come. Allow them to come and go and meditate. And then here's my top ten things you need to do every day. Enjoy nature. If you work in New York City or you're down in Barbados or wherever the hell you are, Get out your office. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's hot, if it's cold. 
enjoy the rain. Get your umbrella and let the rain hit your face. I didn't say go out there if it's lightning. You ain't the Morton Salt girl. Don't be no damn fool. You're not Ben Franklin. But you get me? Get out in nature. If it's really cold, put on your coat, put on your gloves, and enjoy the fact that you actually can go back in somewhere warm because there's a lot of homeless people that can't. So, you know, be grateful, but get out in nature, man. Go walking every day. Enjoy walking your dog. Don't complain about it. Second, exercise. Do some kind of exercise. I don't care if it ain't number sit on your bed and lift weights. I do that at night. When I don't feel like getting on my elliptical and doing my 200 and some sit-ups and all that, I make sure that I do at least 30 or 40 push-ups every day, a couple of hundred sit-ups every day. But do something, man. Exercise because it releases endorphins. It'll help you live longer. Now, here's the big one. Connect with people that you care about, like me. I don't have any family. I've got like some half-siblings. We never talk. I love them. They love me. But, you know, their life is their life. My life is my life. But, you know, I'm an only child. I was raised an only child, so I lived my life the way I was raised. But there are people that I I made a decision this year that I would be a good friend to a few people. So I I text these people and tell them, look, I love you. I'm thinking about you. You know, and they're male and female, people that have been there for me. And I let them know, you know what, I just wanted to tell you thank you because if you hadn't been there for me, right now I wouldn't be where I am. And I love it when I see a text message from them or they I see their name on my call ID. So give some love to some people, okay? Even if your family don't call you, screw your family. God gives you friends to make up for your relatives. And have gratitude, people. Express gratitude. Thank, stop, you know, today when I was, I, I had done like six miles, I come to this place, and I always find a place where I stop and pray. And I thank God for you. I mean, it's a million of you guys that listen to me twice a week. You don't have to do this, and you're listening to a dude that's just like you. I'm, I got the same kind of problems you got. Well, some of y'all, hell no, I don't have a problem some of y'all got. But, you know, you, some of you I do have the same problems you got, you know, kids, money, business, whatever. But I am so grateful for you, and you need to be grateful for me. I pray for you. Pray for me. The other thing, get you some rest. Stop trying to always be up too early and up all night too. That job, does you're going to kill yourself working with somebody who don't give a damn about you. Child, get you some rest on the weekend. Stay and sleep late. And challenge yourself. Enjoy a game of chess. Go take up salsa dancing. You know, go and uh, have sex with somebody that you're in a relationship with or you really care about. Do something. But just challenge yourself to stop being complacent. Second thing, laugh. Just laugh. Touch somebody. And I don't mean for you little freaks out there, don't grope nobody. I mean, touch them in a way. Touch their heart. Let people know that you love them, that you appreciate them, that you don't take them for granted. You know, because... Life is too short and death is too long for you to keep letting people pimp you. And like I said at the beginning of the show, it's one thing when someone else takes advantage of you. But when you pimp yourself, what the hell is wrong with you? Come on, really? I mean, seriously. Why? Well, let me say it this way. Whatever it is you're doing right now, you have the ability to do something more and greater and bigger than you've ever imagined. 
But if you don't take advantage of that, whose fault is it? You know, even your problems are setups for opportunities. And, okay, maybe you screwed your life up. Maybe you're sitting in jail listening to me right now. Maybe you were, you know, God just had you somewhere, especially if this is your first time tuning into this program, I know God directed you to this because you needed to hear this. And maybe it's not your first time. Maybe you're a regular listener. Maybe uh, you're listening via the Internet or by, you get you dial it up on the cell phone or you're in, uh, you're in England and it's damn near 3 in the morning or you're one of my friends, uh, even one of my staff members for all I know. I've got, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be working with people all around the globe. <laughs> but what I'm saying to you is if you're listening to this show right now, it is not an accident that you're listening. So here's a couple of things I want you to do. If you're on listening online and you're on the Blog Talk Radio website, hit follow this show, and you may have to log in using uh, – somebody emailed me and said I said Pinterest wrong because I was like Pinterest. I don't know what the hell I said, but Pinterest, you, you know what I'm talking about. Or you're listening through uh, – you can log in with Twitter, and you can log in, I think, with Facebook – I mean, with LinkedIn. I know you can log in with Facebook, but follow the show because this content is going to be out, and we're creating an app for you. So if you have the app on your phone, it'll automatically do it, but that app will probably be out in the next 30 days or so. Anyway, so here's the other thing. Hit the like button on Facebook. If you are going through relationship problems, you don't have to be called me. The number is, uh, what is our number? 877-508-2025, extension 102, and, and, you know, that's the new client. And, hell, yeah, it's going to cost you something. You're going to have to take some diagnostic tests. If you have a mate, both of you are going to need to take them. It's 55 bucks. The first session is 215 But at least you will know what you're dealing with. You don't have to have no more time to waste with nobody. The last thing that I want to tell you before we get out of here, because about, it's about that time, is God got a bigger plan than you know. So this today may seem like the worst day of your life, but that's over now. Tomorrow is going to be the best day. You're much stronger than you think, and God's got a plan that's way, way, way bigger than you can imagine. But if you don't position yourself to benefit from it, what good is that? Anyway, I love you madly. Most sincerely, I do. Talk to you on Wednesday. Have an awesome week. Bye now.